Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's The Con Guy, Comic Con Prep Show. Welcome back to The Con Guy Show, your home for news and insider opinions from the world of Comic Cons, fandoms, and pop culture. This week, we preview the eight most, oh, I'm sorry, the, ten, the top ten most important fan conventions coming in 2022 got added to the list. But first, we bring you the biggest geek news of the week. Plus, Katie gives us a convention update, and Derek engages, get it, the uh, brand yeah. new CBS Access Series Picard. We are really excited. First of all, though, we do want to say a special shout out to the people of Los Angeles, of which we are, are that's where we live. Um, yet, as you, everybody knows, uh, this week, uh, Kobe Bryant did pass away in a tragic accident. Our hearts, prayers really do go out to his family. Um, 24 will live forever. And the thing that's so interesting about it is Kobe was more than just a sports figure to us. He was part of Los Angeles. Like, if you live in Los Angeles, he wasn't just a basketball player. Kobe was one of us. So we love you, Kobe, and you will be missed. All right, who do we have with us tonight? Hi, my name is Derek. Oh, thank you. That's so nice every time. I know it's I know it's not real, but still, it makes me feel really There's nice. There's people out in the lobby yes. cheering for you. Yeah, it's great. Okay. Um, hi, my name is Derek, and I am a contributor to theconguy.com. And I am Katie, a.k.a. The Con Girl, and I am on the social media for The Con Guy and also a host at AfterBuzz. Yeah. And I'm Tom. I'm a professor of cinematic arts at Azusa Pacific University and author of Hailing Frequencies Open Communication on Star Trek The Next Generation. And I'm Cheeseman on the couch, here with <laughs> theconguy.com. I'm excited for this week, because this week is, um, we've been doing it for a couple of years, we are going to be talking about the top ten um, conventions in the country that are the can't miss uh, conventions. And I guess people ask us, well, how do you determine what are the top ten? It's kind of a little bit of a gut feeling, but size, influence, and kind of like the conventions that have the most you know, uh, eyeballs on it and the ones that kind of, you know, there are some conventions that cause a lot of news reports, a lot of people are trying to get to them, you know, and there's, believe it or not, there's more than just San Diego and New York Comic Con. So oh, yeah. What? Get, get out of town. So anyways, we are going to uh, take you guys through that. And, and I'm really excited. Katie's going to be debuting a cool new uh, department for us this week, Katie's Updates. And so we'll be getting to that. But first, right up front, I want to say that we are missing Ben this week. Ben is out. But Derek... Is filling in, and hey, he is going to yes. go through our three, the geekiest three minutes of the week. I am for also us. literate. <laughs> I don't, I don't quite have the voice that Ben does, but I, I will do my best. Do you have the speed? Yes, I do. <laughs> um, so, w- what this is for those of you who this may be your first time watching the show, we try to go through like three minutes of geek news of the week, and it's been a couple of weeks since we've uh, we've been together here, so we do have quite a bit yeah. of news that is coming down the pike, and if he doesn't get to all of it, that is fine. So, we also have one more person to introduce, the person that kind of keeps us on track. Yes, and the keeps guy who things... does all the hard work. Yes, Ryan yeah. Nilsson in the booth. Ryan. <laughs> did you bring your sunglasses? So, if he does it in three minutes, you're going to wear them? Uh, I did bring the sunglasses. If he does do it under three minutes, I'm going to wear them. Uh, yes. In terms of the three-minute timer, we're going to have a visual component today, but the sound <laughs> is not there. Okay. So, uh, no worries. Yeah, we'll have a three-minute timer, and I'm going to set that up 
Um, are you all set, Derek? Are you? Um, I think so. I'm just feel bad for anyone who's only listening to the audio version of this podcast. Well, this is what's going to happen because they're going to miss out. Uh, yeah. Every 30 seconds, I'm going to chime in and go 30 seconds. Like I'm going to give you an update. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. That will not be distracting in any way. Exactly. So, <laughs> that's why I want to put on those glasses. Okay. All right. I'm going to count you in. All right. Yes. Yes. In yes. Three, two, one. Disney Plus and Lucasfilm's Star Wars series starring Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi has been put on hold as the company's attempt at retooling. The effort in which Ewan McGregor is set to reprise his role as the famed Jedi Knight was in the throes of pre-production. Apparently the overall story and the two already written scripts were not up to Kathleen Kennedy's liking and the entire package has been jettisoned. Lucasfilm is now on the hunt for a new writer to pen the series. At the same time, sources say the project is being reconfigured from six episodes to four. Hours after the news broke, IGN caught McGregor at an event and he told the outlet he did not expect the release of the series would be delayed, but Two noted filming would shift from, his summer, from this summer to January 2021. Anaconda, the late 1990s animal horror hit, is getting the reboot treatment. Sony's Columbia Pictures is, is developing an all-new and all-modern take on the cult movie, hiring Evan Doherty, who has worked on such t- tent poles as Tomb Raider and Snow White and the Huntsman, to pen the script. The 1997 uh, original... Uh, <laughs> followed a documentary film crew in the Amazon that comes across an obsessed hunter looking to find a legendary anaconda. Not content to simply stay in the ga- world of gaming, Atari is getting into the hospital business. Hospitality business. That makes more sense. I'm trying to read my hospitality With a number of video game-themed hotels throughout the United States. The hotels, the plan Whoa. is to build eight of them across America, are expected to be fully immersive, integrating the latest AR and VR technologies, as well as conducive um, eSport event spaces. Construction on the first location in Phoenix, Arizona, is expected to break ground later this year. We'll talk about that in a minute. Doctor Who's most popular companion is back. In a shock to fans everywhere, John Barrowman returned to the universe of Doctor Who in the latest episode as Captain Jack Harkness. In Fugitive of the Jadoon, the dashing former time agent and Torchwood operative gave Team Tardis a solemn warning for the 12th Doctor about a mysterious lone Cyberman before being quickly zapped away. Twitter went wild, and Whovians partied like it was 2007 all over again. When asked if he'll return again, Barrowman said, Well, I'll just say if I'm asked by the BBC, I'll be back at the drop of a hat, because I love Captain Jack. Oscar-winning filmmaker Robert Zemeckis is fully aboard Disney's live-action remake of its animated classic Pinocchio. He'll direct and co-write the next draft with Chris Weitz for a possible year-end production start. No casting has been confirmed just yet, although Tom Hanks has, was reportedly being courted to play Pinocchio's creator slash father. One Pedro. minute. Is what? that crazy? Wow. The world's biggest what? Baby Yoda is coming to Anime Pasadena in April. Baby Yoda <laughs> stands at 25 feet tall and is waiting for you to come take a selfie with him. If you are a fan of the child and want to see the biggest Baby Yoda in the world, then mark your calendars for April 18th and 19th. And that is our three-minute Yes. Yes. in 2 minutes and 15 oh, and you seconds. You know what? I got the He's got yeah. the yeah. sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On. Gotcha. Katie, what did you hear? That you, you, Your mouth oh, was dropping that, up. That was a good geeky three minutes yeah. of news there, That's y'all. A, there's a lot of I stuff there. I did see on Twitter about John Barrowman coming back. That's a big surprise. I did not know he came back until I saw the tweet about it. Yeah. I was so... I have not watched any of the, of the current Doctor Who, yep. but... I'm going to have to try to get caught up to watch that because he's fantastic yeah. and I cannot believe he's back. Do you guys, does anyone else watch Doctor Who? I do. You, do you watch it? Did you see that episode? I'm behind. Did you? I'm way so behind. we ruined it for you. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I'm spoiled, but. but it, oh, well. But, o- occupational hazard. But did you hear about the Atari hospitals? No. Uh, <laughs> the Atari hospital? No. The that, Atari hotels. That is awesome. Yeah. So um, I am excited about that. Oh. I'm, by the way, h- how many of you did see the original Anaconda from the 1990s? Long I did. Long time ago. Long time ago. <sighs> it was the first time I'd ever seen Jennifer Lopez, and I didn't know who she was right. until that movie. Yeah. There's always. I did not find Jayla. John Voight scary. I found it more funny. Me and my friends were like laughing. Well, the, like, it's kind of campy. It's been a long time. Kind of campy. And his accent too. Like it's been a long time since I've had a woman. <laughs> He'd like say like cheesy lines like that. But and also Robert Zemeckis. 
directing Pinocchio, and he's trying to. So, are there two Pinocchios coming out? The Gilmore del Toro yes. one, and then the Disney yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Guillermo's is going to be different. Yeah. I was going to say sure. that sounds like it's going to so be a little different. Yeah. All right. So we oh, question. Yes, we have so a question regarding. Okay, the Atari's opening a hotel. Um, has anybody seen this announcement about Nintendo getting a park? Really? Okay. Well, that was. <laughs> is that part of Universal, Universal Studios announced in Singapore, it a right? while ago. It's, yeah. it's it's coming to Hollywood, too. They announced oh, it, it in a big, mm-hmm. big thing. Oh, I didn't know that. But I believe they finally announced a date, which is what you're talking about. Where okay. are they going to put I mean, that's it? What I saw it's recently. part of Universal. Okay. Oh, yeah, cool. It's part of Universal. Where so. is there space in Universal Hollywood for Or is it part stuff? of Epic Worlds in Florida? I don't know where it is in Florida, but it's it's in multiple parks. Okay, They're making cool. multiple ones, so, huh. yeah. All right, so we are going to pitch over to a brand new department we've got coming this week. It's Katie's Convention Updates, and we are very excited that Katie's going to fill us in on some stuff. For the record, we do overlook a lot of stuff here, and Katie is drilled into this thing and stuff, yes. so we are very excited for that. All right, we are pitching it to Katie. All right, so in Katie's Convention Updates this week, I'm going to be talking about Savannah and Amazing Con, because that one is coming up this weekend on January 31st to February 2nd, and then I'm going to give a couple real quick updates about WonderCon and San Diego Comic-Con. So uh, first, yeah, people who live in Savannah, that one is coming up this weekend. Um, there's cosplay contest on Saturday and Sunday, uh, three-day passes, because I do know a lot of people want to know about the price point for conventions. This one will not break the bank. It is $30 for a three-day pass, so about what? $10 oh, per a day. Cool. So obviously, it's probably a small, much smaller convention. Those usually are a little bit cheaper price point, but if you're a new convention goer, these ones are good one ways to like kind of dip your feet in the water. Uh, if you want just one day, Friday is $10, Saturday is $20, Sunday is $15. Really and there is VIP options, of different VIP options available that include like a shirt or different things. Uh, and you can all tweet that link out later. Uh, but it's $100 plus for the VIP, depending on which package you get. Uh, they're going to have like a lot of gaming tournaments, a lot of focus for this one. It looked like it was gaming, cosplay, and anime. Those are the three main focuses for this one from what it looked like online. Uh, there's going to be a Yu-Gi-Oh! tournament at 1.30 on Friday and trivia at 2 o'clock on Friday. So there's a full list of events on the website, but it kind of sounds fun. There's a lot of interactive type things. And then moving on to WonderCon. WonderCon, as you guys know, is April 10th through 12th. Uh, to, Easter weekend. Yeah, yeah Easter back weekend. to Easter weekend. Uh, and it's a Friday's $40, Saturday's is, Saturday is $40, and Sunday is $24. Uh, badges are still be- available for all days, I believe. I could not find else otherwise online. So that's a good thing if you guys do want to check that out. That's coming up in April. But it's going to come pretty quickly as you guys mm-hmm. are going to hear us giving more updates. And then last but not least, we have started the San Diego Comic-Con updates. You can get your early bird hotel going on right now. And you guys have heard us talk about hotels before. But for this one, it means you can book a non-downtown San Diego hotel right now. But you have to do all paid in full for four nights, at least four nights. You will not get that money back if you cancel. So it's good if you want to have, you know that you just want to stay somewhere and you don't need to stay downtown. Later on, we'll get, I'll give you an update when we know when the downtown hotels are going on. Uh, and then... There are no more badges left, so if anybody is looking for them, unfortunately, they are all sold out. Uh, and they are at a pricey $280 for the whole four-day weekend this year. Wow. So, yeah, that's the updates for this week. So, Thank you, Katie. We yeah. really appreciate that. And what I really love about um, Katie giving the updates is I'll be right up front. I sometimes overlook like the anime convention, some, some of the gaming conventions, and, and Katie really does uh, try to remind us of that, so thank you so much for that. Speaking of anime, the Pasadena Anime Convention, it's kind of cool that they're going to have the giant baby Yoda out yeah. front. I just think that's awesome. 
So what we are going to do now, we have two more sections of the show. Derek's going to lead us into this next section, and then the last half of the show is going to be all about the top ten conventions across the country. We will touch on WonderCon again. Um, I just spoiled part of our top ten. <laughs> what? what? Imagine that. Oh Anyways, there's a brand new show that just debuted this week on CBS All yes. Access. Derek, could you take us into this? Yes, uh, much-anticipated Star Trek Picard, which you might see is written across my shoulder because this is the official Hero Within Picard jacket, which my wife gave me for my birthday after, after giving me another Picard jacket for our anniversary. It's... What can I say? I'm I'm a very lucky man. <laughs> <laughs> and was CBS themselves like promoting Space. it somehow, or I, I thought he's doing something you. directly with one of the networks? Or when he's talking about he, he's talking about Tony Tony Cam, Tony Cam, Hero Within, yeah, Derek Sams, obviously, can obviously, we... <laughs> um, yeah. By the yeah, way, that, we're all wearing Tony Kim's Hero Within clothes, and I, except for Tom. Yeah, he didn't. I didn't get the memo. Didn't and we didn't plan on this either. We, we're just no, that did not plan this right at all. Like Katie, yeah. you, you've got. Yeah, I have the Carol Danvers uh, Captain Marvel one. You can't see the back, but it has the the logo on the back, and he lines everything. There's so many pockets in these, and he is yeah. at pretty much the cons that we talk about, WonderCon, yep. yep. Comic-Con. So, you know, if you like some of this swag, you can buy it there or I've, on his website. I've got the Batman shirt from Tony, and Cheeseman on the couch, what do you have? I got the Batman hoodie, so it has a nice bat symbol on the back. You can't see that right now, but... Uh, I just noticed now because she was talking about pockets. There's lots I of have pockets. Lots of yeah. Well, oh yeah. Yeah, I got <laughs> some pockets here. Yeah. <laughs> so but, yeah, Tony's got some amazing and deals, and like Luke was just ta- talking about, and Darrison talking a minute. He's got a, a special deal going with uh, the show, CBS All Access and Picard right now to get this special. Um, jacket that Derek has on. Anyways, Hero Within, we will put the link on our website. Tony's a friend of the show here, so we always like to do a, a show a show of love to Tony. Yeah, so let's actually talk the show, Picard. Yes. All right, so first of all, we, Tom, you already mentioned the book that you wrote. Yes, I did. And yes. and when Sir Patrick made the announcement at uh, Star Trek Las Vegas two mm-hmm. summers ago, nobody had any idea what he was going to say. What an announcement. So what? That he was returning to the future to yeah. reprise the role of Jean-Luc Picard. So it gave me the perfect ending for my book. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, great. it nice. gave me the perfect ending for my book. So that's in your book? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, that is great. So, and you—you you really are the Trekspert, yes. as I like to say, because Trek-spert. I mean, Love it. you know Star Trek trivia well enough that you actually—I I wrote it. the questions for tra- Star Trek Zenith from Mattel yes. and Screen Life. So. Yes, which I was, you know, I you owned, wow. I was excited yes, I to have, but then you came <laughs> over and like I can't play with you. <laughs> you cannot play with me. Yeah, <laughs> um, I can referee. Yeah. So anyway, so okay, so we've, we've got this new Picard show. Picard is back, which is awesome for all of us that you know he is our captain. Um, so. Oh, just basic thoughts? I loved it. I loved it. Um, there have been some Debbie Downers. Some people were complaining about the pilot. And it's like, um, uh, specifically, Entertainment Weekly's reviewer was d- did not like the pilot or the, oh, well. the, the other hours. And it's like, dude, it's got like a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, so you're an outlier. Wait, wait <laughs> isn't the pilot the only thing available, though, right now? On they, uh, the press, press oh, are the press usually given. Yeah. Oh, okay are usually given the first three, four episodes of mm-hmm. the new show. And the premiere they did, the world premiere they did at Arclight Hollywood was the first three episodes edited together as a seamless movie. And you know where else they did a premiere? In London. And where else they did a premiere? San Diego in the Comic-Con Museum. Oh, really? Oh. On January 24th and 25th, oh, wow. yeah. Oh. oh, I wish I could have been there for that. On yeah. my birthday? Yes, it was oh. on your birthday? My birthday was uh, Friday the 24th, so this show premiered on the 23rd. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. 
And also on the on Friday the twenty fourth, we got uh, a look at the new Space Force logo, which is basically Starfleet. So you know, you <laughs> have <laughs> Space Force's products. I, I feel like Space I was getting so many Force. presents. <laughs> Derek, what about you? Because you were you got ready for this. You guys were watching movies. Yes. Tell us about so your process. My wife, you made your wife catch up. My wife Laura has been slowly making her way through the next generation. She just finished it around Christmas time. Finally watching all good things. How many seasons um, were there? Seven. 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 We all 178 <laughs> hours. Thank you. 178 Trivia. episodes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and and then it. after that, we had four Next Generation movies to watch. So we watched we watched Generations while we were in West Virginia with my family. We watched First Contact all uh, of it. shortly after that when we were together um, at the beginning of this year. And then Insurrection when my mother and aunt and Lara's parents were visiting in town. And then we just watched Nemesis over the weekend. We started it Friday night. And then couldn't stay up too late because I had an army weekend and had to be up early. And then Saturday night we finished it and then watched the first episode of Picard. We just rolled right into it, um, which was nice. the best. And all of a sudden, all the characters had aged, you know, 18 years. <laughs> but still, it was pretty great. And when I say all the characters, I mean Picard, who is <laughs> the one who showed up again. Um, even And, of course, you see you do see some vision and dream and memory things of Data, but it's, it is Brent Spiner and they've done their best to make him look the same because an android's not I think age. they've done a pretty good job. They did, for, they you did know, a pretty great did a job. job. But if you watch Nemesis and then watch that back to back, you can see that yeah. some of wow. the stuff they've done. They'll explain it. Yeah. And <laughs> just just got to put this out there. Some of these movies, there are things that I remembered and some things I didn't. And to be honest, I enjoyed them this much more going back and watching again. Oh, nice. Like Nemesis, I think, actually holds up better than I thought it would. Seriously? Really? Seriously. I know, because that was the lesser wow. of so many people. Like, that was the franchise killer he, film. Yeah, it was. No, but I, it's... It, Tom, it, watching Tom Hardy's it again, first film that I ever saw him in. Yeah, Tom Hardy, who's like a baby in it. And yes. really tiny. And yeah. He, he didn't Before do baby voice with it. Yeah. By the way, for those of you who are watching, just to let you know, we are going to be discussing Picard a little bit more in detail, and we will be having spoilers, so yes. just be warned. Spoiler okay. alert! All right, and get into this now. So well, Let's get into this. How, what did you think? I, You know, I really did enjoy it, and there, I was always cautiously optimistic and a little apprehensive, because you always hear different things from different people, and, you know, and I... I've not been able to really love Discovery. I mean, I've had it was entertaining, but I wasn't super super into it. Have you seen season two? I haven't. Because like I didn't bother getting CBS All Access again because I, I just I, got it this week to watch Picard. Yeah, exactly. Because I care more about that, and I think I will watch season two. Yep. But we'll see. Yeah, season two. I mean, Anson Mount is a revelation as Pike. Okay. And they actually do a, an episode which is a sequel to the Cage, and they do. Previously on Star Trek, and it's clips from the original Cage. Get out of here! And they do a and they do a match dissolve from Jeffrey Hunter to Anson Mount, and it's a great up. I mean, I can't say enough about that. Sounds great, Anson Mount, who plays Pike. Right. Yeah. He he and um, what can I think of his name? Ethan Peck, and then they didn't use her enough, but Rebecca Romaine is number one. Okay. Oh really? And uh, the short treks, the season two of short those treks, those look interesting too. So I mean, there, there's stuff I'll have to check out. Yeah, but we we're, we're supposed to be talking about the Picard, last though. short trek, by the way, is a quasi prequel to Picard. So you need to check. Okay, that. Children okay. of Mars. Oh, so we'll have to see that. Okay, but yeah, so that some of the things that I had that I thought about Discovery, like even though it's fun, there were the th- the drawbacks, the things that kind of take you out of the world are the way things are just so redesigned and the way. I know, I, I know you're rolling your eyes at me, Tom, because your opinions I'm are always better. I'm rolling my yeah. eyes. It's like, dude, you so you, glad Katie's between you guys. I'm <laughs> just saying it, it is like when you're watching something, it's a little distracting when you have these inconsistencies. Do you know what I mean? And it's not like it's a, it's not a show killer for me. It just, but it takes away from the experience just a little bit. 
And so in Picard, like that was one little downside was just the way the look is so different and it doesn't it looks like it's the just the design and the style seem like it's not fully the same world we saw before. Yes, it's 18 years later, but it looks like it's, you know, 50 years from now instead of 400 years from now. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that's what, I, that's a little what, thing. What, what do you think of Starfleet Archives being redressed Anaheim Convention Center? <laughs> I, you know, I, it, I'm, it's okay. They've got to film it somewhere. Um, but, like, I'm just putting out the little bit of negative so I can talk about the positive, too. All right. Patrick Stewart is pretty much my number one favorite actor, and he's still great in it. And the, the show did have some really some fascinating, unexpected things. Um, like, I didn't know where the plot was going. And then they had some other stuff thrown in there. Um, we end with some really interesting questions. Um, we Loved see, it. you know, a refitted Borg ship that's kind of been... like Okay, that blew my mind yeah. at the end. That was great. So it ended with the Romulan mm-hmm. base of operations is a retrofitted Borg cube. Yeah. That's so we're there, there's a whole lot we've got to discover still. Yep. Besides just the mysteries they've raised in the plot, we're like we're still figuring out the what's been happening in the world for the last eighteen years. I thought it was interesting how they they get us into the action right away. So we start with Picard because you gotta start with you gotta leave with your star. Right. Then we get yeah. the mysterious woman young woman who needs Dodge. Dodge who mm-hmm. needs his protection, which is mm-hmm. you know a great way. Get some action in. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then we start delving into why does he kind of think she looks familiar and she's like, I, I have visions of you. Mm-hmm. And the reveal that she's bum, bum, bum. She's in a painting that a certain best friend android of Picard painted. Protégé. Protégé. Mm-hmm. Like two or three decades prior. Previously. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like 20 years before. So, so it is um, the daughter of Data. Maybe. Well, Maybe. We think. Well, Something. Uh, da- there's some connection to Data. We don't really know what yet. Data did have a daughter in one episode, which is also well, one Lull. of my favorites. Lull. Yeah. Which is called The Offspring. Yes. Well, the thing that I thought was interesting is... <laughs> no, the child was... I know. The that mysterious... Was a I know, I know. Anyways. <laughs> recycled from Star Trek Phase 2, but let's uh. not go there. Um, <laughs> the, uh, what I thought was interesting was how they tied in the backstory, but it was just that backstory. Mm-hmm. The fact that everybody assumed in Nemesis... That when Data sacrificed himself to save everybody, mm-hmm. a la Star Trek Two, that yes. oh, we've got this other Data-like creature named B Four, so obviously B Four will be the new Data. Well, and because Data had tried to download all his memories and copy it into there, right? And we just got a little hint at the end that he was going to maybe slowly develop and discover. And some that of was the memories. gold Data, right? Like, wasn't he, his face gold, like, when they opened up the thing or whatever? Oh, well, his face is always supposed to be gold. Yes, his face okay. is, like, white and kind of and a gold be- sheen. Yeah. Before we go okay. on too much further, let, let's hear from Cheeseman on the Couch as a non-Trek fan. Well, I, I, as no, a civilian. I, I, grew up watching, I grew up watching Next Generation, mind. although well, I just haven't seen it in I, my adult life. I mean, and I watched the Captain a... Kirk and the Spock one. I mean, yeah. my dad was a huge fan, so I did what did you think grow of up watching it. I thought it was really good. Like, I mean, the storytelling I thought was really good, and the cinematography and the special effects. Yes. From a filmmaker standpoint, like, I was really impressed with the acting. Like, I really feel like they're trying to compete with, like, Star Wars and the way that they're kind of doing stuff. And, like, with the, like... Are they called blasters and all that? Phasers. Phasers. Like, I don't know. Like, I really felt like it had a good overall vibe that's really going to compete with, you know, like the Mandalorian and the other stuff going on. You watched it twice, actually. 
I did, yeah. Yeah. I think it does have potential to be really great. We've only seen one, we've just seen the pilot mm-hmm. so far, but I, like, I'm like. i really anxious and excited to see what happens next, yeah. which is like, what a pilot's supposed to be. If they're going to bring more of the original character, which they've kind of teased in some of the trailers. Yes, I'm excited about that, too. That, yeah. What's interesting, I was at the New York Comic Con panel for the Star Trek universe, and Patrick and the producers said, Kurtzman, Alex Kurtzman specifically, they're not doing a Next Generation reunion show. Right. As plotline dictates, they will bring characters back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, we had a fun little invitation that aired. Uh, well, we'll show that in just one yes. second. Okay. But Katie, you had a question? How many episodes are there in this season? Because I don't know how CBS does it. I've heard 10. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. Because, you know, like with, with Disney+, Plus, they're... It's been varied, but they're still weekly, mm-hmm. so I was just curious if they had said how many were. Discovery did 15 season one and 13 season two. Okay, so 10 to 13 usually seems like even what they're doing for CBS as well, mm-hmm. right? Okay, yeah. gotcha. And they're releasing on a weekly basis, Yeah. which I think most of the streaming services are starting to go to that Good. model, Yeah. yeah. which you know I what? really like. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Cool. But, and you know what, though? The, the thing I loved about this is um, Jean-Luc Picard always had, he was a, a renaissance man. He was always so sophisticated and worldly but he's sailing through the stars. They start in his vineyard in France. Yes. They start with the grapes and the vines and the suns. Which and even is the perfect for Chateau so many reasons. Picard. Chateau yes. Picard. And it's so beautiful. Even though the poster They have Jim at Vineyard. They have me at Vineyard. <laughs> yeah. Even the poster is him and his vineyard and his dog, number, number one. one. Mm-hmm. And I just love the way they just grounded it. It feels very real. And it's not just all CGI'd. And it's it's great. And they worry about... and and. The thing that's really interesting that the, I think the story that they're setting up is, according to Picard, there was synthetic beings had an outbreak or they had a, an attack on Mars. Which we yes. see in the short track. In the short yeah. track. Which, in other words, pe- people like Data, not Data, but people people who were like Data attacked, they had an outbreak, yeah. so they are now outlawed. Sort They've of all like been, Data. Sort of like no one's quite been able to mimic the technology that Doctor Soon developed, which was so cool. I forgot about that. It was data so far beyond. But so that's the premise of the series. Like data-like beings, lesser beings have been outlawed, and now Picard has to figure out who is this quote-unquote possible daughter of data. Why is she here? Why is why are the Romulans trying to kill her? And it's really, I think, a very intriguing story. I mean, the implication from the pilot is that Maddox. Did recover some of Data's memory, and they did. I love use, that. And they used this, you know, cloning technique to reproduce, mm-hmm. t- to reproduce Daj and her sister, right. Sochi. Sochi, right? Can I pitch to the clip? Uh, yes. So we did have other exciting news related to the series right before the pilot episode aired, when Patrick Stewart made a guest visit on The View. And, um, and this is it. So let's yeah watch at least part of this, right? Uh, I'll play some of it, y'all. We can't just play all of it, though. Oh, no, we'll just play, we like, the, like, just oh, the... Play, um, play the good part. It's for you, Whoopi. Oh, well, for me. Um, Alex Kurtzman, who is the senior executive producer of Star Trek Picard, oh, wow. and all of his oh, colleagues, of which I am one, <laughs> Look at that want to invite you into the second season. Oh. See, that's yeah, really cool. That was... So Picard comes on. Yeah, so he was on The View, and he like just made a formal invitation right there for Whoopi Goldberg to come <laughs> and reprise her role of as Guinan. Guinan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which would be awesome. And Guinan wasn't in every episode. She didn't. She showed up starting in the second season, and then she was kind of 
a recurring she role. Was she like was like in 60 some episodes of the she was in a lot though. yes and who are some of the other original characters or other characters of the Star Trek universe who we saw previewed who would be in the series well we already season? know um, Riker and Troy Riker and Troy who did she ever take his name I don't know we don't know we don't know but we know that they're going to be there we, mm-hmm. we see he's going to visit them at their home which is great so they're um, still together know, which is awesome yes. oh, yeah. we know that Jerry With Ryan Okay. is showing up as Seven of Nine. From which series, though? Um, from Voyager. Star Trek Voyager. Yes. She was the best character from Voyager. She was a great character. She was, um, you know, formerly Borg, mm-hmm. and man, they managed to rescue her, basically, and made for Repatriate her. But apparently yes. she's very, very human now. More human than Borg. Like, she's very... She acts... Because in Seven yes. of... In Voyager, she was very... Almost like Data-like. Very mechanical and Borg-ish. But was she just was, the character through which we... Explore humanity. She's the, yes. she's the SWAT character. Yes, and she was it was she was gradually becoming more human again mm-hmm. in a lot of her the character arc over the course of those seasons. Annika and Hansen. So now she's been around around mm-hmm. a lot more. Maybe she'll go by Annika. That would be great. Mm-hmm. But uh, but we'll see. And yep. it'll be interesting for her and Picard to meet, and we can see how they interact when they both have experience of having been Borg before. And and Hugh Borg. Is he actually going to be in it? Because I yes, he is. okay, I was not sure. I've, I know Conf- he's been in a bunch of the Conf- stuff. Related. Confirmed. Good. Um, that I'm also excited about. When we watched, when we went through the series, that might have been Lara's favorite episode. Uh, was I Borg? She it's just loved a the controversial episode because some people accuse it of ruining the Borg. Which really? episode was this? It's called I Borg. I comma Borg. It's where the Enterprise crew encounters. Um, they, there's a wrecked Borg shuttle or something. There's one survivor. They bring him on board and save him and nurse him back. And they, they introduce this idea of individuality into him because he's not connected with the whole Borg network right mm-hmm. then. Collective. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I'm, I'm speaking in layman's terms here so that Jim and Luke understand. Um, I've watched every episode. I've watched every episode of Star Wars except uh, for Deep yes. Space Nine. Uh, Star, Star Wars. Trek. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Did you just? I will never let that down. Star Trek. Star Trek. Star Trek. Star Trek. Star Trek. We love you yes. so much. I was a, I was a big Star Trek fan. I was a huge Star Trek fan. yourself, Jim. Can you do this? I, I can't do those things. <laughs> you just did it. Just did I, it. I know I can. Yeah. That said, Hugh is a really fascinating character. It'll be really cool to see how he plays up. Because when Lara and Lara saw that episode, she kept wondering if he was going to come back at all because that was such an interesting concept. And I was like, sorry, Lara, it's the 80s. They didn't really always bring back the really interesting characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did have a profound effect. when we... He did have an effect on the board, yes. And as we kind of like mm-hmm. wrap up this part of the episode, why is it, and, and Derek and, and Tom Fikas explained to us, why is it that a board cube seen at the end of episode one is so significant? Well, the board were some of the, the most dangerous and frightening enemies we saw in mm-hmm. the Star Trek universe, and then they were pretty much taken care of at the end of Voyager. But to um, Picard in particular. To Picard in particular, he at one point was assimilated and then was able to be rescued. He mm-hmm. he, he became their spokesperson, yes. Locutus, and yep. at the Battle of Wolf 359, Starfleet was decimated, which is, that ties into the pilot of Deep Space Nine. So. Yes. Yeah. It's a big freaking deal. It, I yeah, guess it, I should it, watch it. Deep Space Nine. Huh? Dude. And so, like, uh, apparently, though, there's always some lingering, uh, it, in the films, it showed there were lingering effects from his time with the Borg. His mind had been affected. Yes. And he flashbacks and PSD and mm-hmm. PTSD. I'm getting it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they retconned the Borg Queen. Oh yeah. Yes. They did. Yeah. Okay. And, and right. they do sell Picard wine. If you go to the website, it oh, that's is. That's right. They uh, do. What is it? Like StarTrekWines.com or something like that. Fantastic. They're selling the Picard wine and also. 
After Buzz has a show on the Picard after yes, show. Yes, there is a Picard after well. show on Thursdays after the show airs. You can catch that. Yeah. And um, Derek hopes to be on it. I might be, for those I might be able to visit at some point. I produce it. Oh, Ryan. Who's yeah. the producer? Ryan. There we go. <laughs> Ryan. Where's your sunglasses? <laughs> yes. Caught in the okay. act. Caught yeah. Caught <laughs> but yeah, it is. I produce this every Thursday at 9 p.m. Uh, check it out on the main channel. All right. Fantastic. Yeah, so that's After Buzz TV. Yep. Anything else real quick before we wrap up here, guys? Star Trek. Star Trek. Just, uh, I cannot get enough Star Trek. Yeah. Much. You know, even if this if this pilot absolutely sucked, I would still be checking out the next episode. I would too. But it didn't. So I, I'm definitely checking out I'm the with next you. Episode. You know how everybody always argues yeah. about who's the best captain? I think well, it's, it's Picard. It's hard to argue against Car- Picard being the best captain. So It depends what you want for a captain. If you want, you Picard. know, leadership and somebody <laughs> who can actually, you know, protect his crew. If you want to say who's the worst captain, is, it's definitely and... Lorca. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. so you opened a can of worms there. I know, I know. Okay, real quick, we have thirty seconds on this one of the four um, next generation films. Which is the order best to worst? Oh, oh, easy. Okay. Eight. Wait, wait, no. Name, say, you can say, say the name. The title, oh, sorry. Uh, first confused. contact, best. I agree. Mm-hmm. <sighs> The worst is for oh, your wor- worst nemesis ten. So the two in the middle. Uh, mm. Generations is such a patchwork creature. Yeah, I mean, it was the bridge film between the two gener- the two yep. crews, mm-hmm. and Insurrection really feels like a an extended TV episode. I like yes. Generations a little bit though. That would I, be cool if they're bringing Shatner back for Picard. Shatner is Shatner's Sh- death was in Generations, right? Yes, which I thought was, uh, I did not yeah. like. His death. It was extremely low tech. Yes, it was. Mm. All right. That oh, is. Sorry, can go I just ahead. get yeah, mine? Yeah, all right. Because. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, here's the thing. On rewatching them, I like them all. Um, and I still love them. So, uh, First Contact is my favorite, and then Generations. And now that I've seen them again, I would say then Nemesis and then Insurrection. Oh, really? Hmm. I'll yes. have to watch Nemesis again. Yeah, it's worth rewatching. Like, because watching it again, I'm like, wow, this is still better than any of the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. You just tried to whoa, start a whoa. war. That, yeah, whoa. I would say light years ahead. I, I might. I, oh, I might. What do you think, Ryan? Those are fighting words, don't you think? <laughs> I, think I think Derek needs to chill out. Speaking <laughs> of Star Wars, Ryan, what's the Star Wars show that we have here on Popcorn Talk? Star Wars show is Star Wars news every Thursdays, 4 p.m. with myself and Steph Sabra. So, <laughs> so we can fight about it there. Oh, Star Trek and Star Wars are both on Thursdays. I think the, the fight is on. All right. So what we're going to talk about now, by the way, you can check out uh, Picard every, Derek? Thursday nights. Thursday nights. CBS All Access. Mm-hmm. In ten episodes, and it is back for season two. Do we know how many seasons it's going through? Is it two or three? Patrick said he'll do three. Two, three. All right, so we can, hopefully we have three good seasons ahead of us. All right, so right now what we're going to do, we are going to give a preview to the top ten. Wait, wait. Before we jump into the, we're going to jump into the top ten Comic-Cons of the year, but Derek... Every once in a while, we miss some smaller cons. And just real quick before we do the giant ones, why don't you give us a list of some of these smaller let's ones? Read, let, let, let's read this list right okay. here. Okay. So some smaller cons coming up that you may or may not have been aware of. Uh, January 31st through February 2nd is Amazing Con in Savannah, Georgia. Which, which Katie, Katie told Katie us gave about. us a little yes. bit of a, or excuse me, an Amazing Con in Savannah, Georgia, which Katie gave us a rundown on just a little bit ago. Then February 7th through 9th is Star City Anime 2020 in Roanoke, Virginia. February 14th through 16th is Gallifrey One at the Los Angeles Airport Marriott. It's sold out. So I believe it's sold out now. Yep. So yeah. if you if you don't have Valentine's Day date plans, but you have a TARDIS, you can go back in time and get tickets. <laughs> Buy a ticket yes. and then yes. go. Yes. Okay. Oh, I love Ooh. that. 
<laughs> February 20th through 23rd is Supernatural Official Convention at the Rio Resort in Las Vegas, Nevada. And February 21st through 23rd is Anime Crossroads in Indianapolis, Indiana. And I should say that even though Gallifrey One is a much smaller convention than what most conventions go to, its influence is outsized. It is the big... It's the biggest Doctor Who convention yes, as far as I know, right? And, yeah. And yeah. If, if Ben was here tonight, he'd be just, you know, just singing his praises because... People at work are going, Ben's going, and then they've got a, who's the doctor that's coming this year? Do you guys remember? Oh, oh Eccleston. Christopher, Christopher, Eccleston. Christopher Eccleston. It's a big year for Who? number nine. nine. Yeah. Number yeah. nine. Number nine. All right, so what we're going to do now is we're going to go through the top ten Comic-Cons, or Comic-Con and fan conventions of the year, and by the way, this is... It just sounds like I got to hurry up and say it. This is not in um, the best to the worst or biggest to smallest. We're going chronologically which one comes first in the year. And so that's how we have decided to break this up. So the number, the number one, I just, so the very first one of the year, Thomas, is? Is C2E2. No. Yeah, that is. February 28th through March 1st. Because you can read. (laughs) (laughs) And it's by Read Pop. This is. One of the only ones on this list I have not gone to before. Oh, I think I'm wrong. I think that's wrong. I think that's wrong. I think what? that's wrong. I think that date is wrong. I'm so sorry. You think the dates Ta- are wrong? I think on those, our list? those two dates are wrong. Those two dates okay. are wrong? I think, okay, let, let's look let's, real quick. Let's talk about the it, first. and then we'll figure let's, out the date. You look it up while we, I'm look while it up. we talk about uh, okay. C2E2. Talk about E2E2, which is the biggest in the Midwest. Yes. That's Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. We say C2E2 because it's CCE. Chicago Comic yes. Entertainment Expo. Um, usually over over 65,000 people at McCormick Plaza Convention Center. Um, as, I think you, did you just say this? as the same spot as Star Wars Celebration. Same spot, yeah. yeah. Largest convention center in the mm-hmm. country. And they're the C2E2 McCormick Crown Places? Championships yeah. of Cosplay. The largest and most prestigious cosplay competition in the world. No, these dates are correct. Fantastic. Yeah. Look at that, yep. So that is the first one, like, chronologically on this yes. list. Yes. Although it says it starts the 27th, I think. But you know what's cool about um, e- C2E2 is that mm-hmm. you talked about the, the big cosplay convention, uh, the big cosplay competition. Like, Reed Pop has about four of these conventions on the list. And this, uh, their cosplay competition is through all of their big conventions. Ooh. And this is the grand finale. It happens mm. in February. So they mm. end, kind of, quote, unquote, end their year in February. Nice. It's kind, oh, of a cool, kind of a cool way to do it. And then start in March with Emerald City Comic Con the next month in Seattle, Washington. Yep. I have been to Emerald City a couple of times. It's cool. It's a nice mid-sized convention. It has around 98 to 100,000. Is considered mid Which is a sad for a mid-sized. That's, that's considered mid-sized? It's large. Compared, it's grown. Okay. Compared, okay. To, compared to big to San Diego. Well, yeah, I, I assume yeah, that but, large. So I, I still consider 100K large. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, that's a lot of people. Is that many people? It says 98 to 100K. Yeah, 98 to 1,000. La- that's what they had last, last year. They had 98,000. It does not feel that big. Okay. Maybe it's grown since I've been. I haven't been in a couple of years. Oh, okay. And what what's significant about Emerald City that, that you can? Uh, the panels they were really good. Yeah. Um, why can't I think of her name? She played Glory on Buffy. Yep. Renee Zellweger. No. no. <laughs> Claire Kramer. Yes. Claire Kramer moderated a lot of the panels uh, the last time I went to Emerald City, and she really did a good job. And um, 
the first time I went, it was much smaller. So yeah. I, it, the one thing about you know what it got think, bought by Reed Pop. I think when it got bought by Reed Pop, it, a couple of years ago they ex- boom. But you know the thing that Emerald City that most people say it, it it is the creators conference. In other words, it is built for comics creators, and it's mm. very friendly for create comic. That's how it's always been. It, now that it's getting so big, I'm sure they might be changing a little bit. But I know that Rick R- Rick Bond, who's been on our show before, he he goes up there every single year just to. You're friends with Rick. I, I ran into Fiona. I was wearing Finn. She was dressed as Ray, and so I, I, like I often do Ray, and it's like the last time I'd seen Fiona, she was a baby, and it's like this is your Fiona, daughter. By the way, Fiona is Rick's daughter and one of my cinema students now. Yep, so wow. Rick teaches oh, wow. over at the university, so it's really cool. Also, this new this year, Pop Asia is a new show, a new show feature at Emerald City, and it's all about K-pop. It's all about. Um, entirely dedicated to anime, m- manga, K-pop, and more. It's really cool. So that's a really cool part. What's the next one on the list that's coming up in April? WonderCon. WonderCon. And Katie's kind of filled us in on this. It's the yeah. sister convention of San Diego. It's around 60,000. Badges on sale now. Yep. yep. Uh, masquerade, I forgot to mention this, the Masquerade entries are now um, av- uh, being accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, and the deadline is... March 23rd. Right. So if you guys have never been to a masquerade at um, Comic-Con or another convention, is it's basically a cosplay contest, but a little bit more extravagant than that in the sense that people make these ones specifically for the masquerade, and they have, like, a performance element to them. Mm-hmm. So they always, like, per- perform them or walk about and do a little show in them, and then they can range from anywhere to a single costume to a group costume. And there's different categories and different awards depending on, you know, who they get to bring in for the awards. And so. don't you think that WonderCon, in in some ways, has is a better atmosphere for cosplay? Yes, uh, WonderCon, so for people who are interested in cosplay, WonderCon is a good one um, because there's a lot more space. And at San Diego Comic-Con, you cannot big, do big costumes. They right. will not fit on the floor. Uh, so at WonderCon a couple of years ago, they had a Doc Ock, and he was moving around, and that's not something you could do at, at San Diego Comic-Con. Right. So it is nicer. It's a bigger, there's some more spread out areas, and then they have the food trucks outside. So you do have more food options, I think. Like, yeah, you downtown San Diego, you have options, but as far as next to the convention center, they have all sorts of food trucks set up. So that makes it easy if you're coming into the con and yeah, haven't like eaten. It. It's good. It's so. also easier to get a hotel right yes. there, mm-hmm. right Close. next door to the yes, convention correct. center. So you can just walk back and forth. And, mm-hmm. you know, you have Disneyland right there anyway, so there's also one somewhat closer to. Well. And I think you said that the, the hotels are on sale right now for WonderCon. Yes. I know we, we've got ours. Well, actually, we got a couple of them. Reserved, yeah. we got a couple of them reserved, so... Yeah. All right. and, and it's run by the same company as Comic-Con, too. Correct. So you're getting some of the same panels that will cross over. So I was talking to somebody recently who hasn't been to a Comic-Con. I was saying, you definitely should try to go to WonderCon because yes. you'll get kind of a little bit of that Comic-Con feel, but in a smaller thing that, like you are saying, that's not as crowded. But they have big panels come, like... Didn't, wasn't Shazam? Yeah, there, last year like Shazam last year. had a, a a panel, but they did a screening, screening a surprise screening, screening that I went to. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, exactly. And, and I you showed don't up. have to really camp out, and it's easy to get yep. kind of in the arena. So it's definitely one people need to go to if they're looking to get into the Comic Con. Yeah, stuff. and I know we want to hurry, but Luke. Also, one of the things that's so great about WonderCon is for those who are kind of new to the conventions, what happens every night in the Hilton? 
uh, mixers and people just hanging out. You know, it's a, it's a little party there with the people that are panelists and the attendees, and and it's just real close to the convention center, right yeah. across the street from the convention center in the Hilton. Most of the industry shows up there. It's a cool place if you want to meet the creators, yeah. meet everyone on the panels. They usually are at the Hilton in the bar in the lobby there. It's a really and especially if you're looking to get in spot. the comics and stuff yeah. like that. A lot yeah. of the people that you could meet. And meet next on there, the list, yeah. April sixteenth to nineteenth. This is kind of like a semi new convention. It's been going on oh, for. I, like five to ten years, right? Oh, it's been going on for a while. Mega MegaCon Orlando has. Oh yeah, I did not know it was no, that Me- old. Megalon Me- MegaCon Tampa is the newer one. Yeah, the, but but Orlando's been going. Have on you for, been to this one? Yet? I've been to MegaCon, yeah, many times. I did not know that. So because it's the Southeast's largest comics and fan convention, well over a hundred thousand. But hmm. and it's it's uh, it's really grown by leaps and bounds. It seems this past couple of years, yeah. though. Their big draw this year, they've got all four Hobbits. Yeah, yeah, which is really which amazing. Is like, what? The there's three, actually. All... There's three movies. I'm joking. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you just um, waka waka. <laughs> all right. So beca- the next one after that is one that's kind of very close to selling out. The next convention is what, Derek? Uh, Star Wars Celebration. All right, and that's August on... 27th to 30th. Ooh. And in I'm Anaheim. going. Are you? Are you serious? Ryan's so going. I bought tickets in April. Well, oh, it's wow. a good thing because. Yeah, because like the four day passes are sold out. Saturday sold out. Is Jim going? Friday sold out. I know I didn't get a four day. I only had two day. Thursday and Sunday are still open. So yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I will be there. I'm pretty sure you probably will be too. Never been. Really. All right. So, anyways, I'll be interested to know what the big thing is at Star Wars Celebration. I was kind of disappointed year. with Celebration in, this year. Which one? In Chicago? Yeah. I met you in Chicago. Or we, did we meet? Well, no, here, I didn't see you. Here's the question, though. So with the recent highlight of the Kenobi delay, do you right. think we're going to even get anything? Do you think we're going to get any footage? Yes. Yeah. We, we're, Mandalorian, probably. We still have... We, we, <laughs> you instantly got Ryan's attention with that. Yeah, okay. You still I'm, have Rogue Zero, as I call it. Right. What do you, what's that? <laughs> Untitled Andy and Castar. Uh, but they haven't started Cassian filming Andor. that one yet. Have we'll they? probably have something by then. We'll have news. We're going to have some They'll Kenobi have news. They'll have something by then. Mandalorian, that. from what season we understand. Season two. By the way, uh-huh. we had a guest on our show two weeks ago who is on the you know the first season of Mandalorian. He's also on season two of The Mandalorian, and he says they are almost wrapped on wow. season two. And we cannot tell you, but he told us some secrets about some characters. We're like, are you kidding me? So it's maybe some surprises. Some surprises that he could neither confirm nor deny. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So what next after Star Wars Celebration, September seventeenth through the nineteenth? This is a big one too. Fanex Salt Lake Comic Convention. It's in Salt Lake City. They had over one hundred twenty-seven thousand participants, and this is the convention that got sued by San Diego yes. Comic-Con. Formerly known as Salt, Salt Lake, Lake City Comic-Con. Comic-Con. And so, right now they're called Fanex Salt Lake Comic Convention. Their name is still in flux. They still might change it, but right now the passes are only $43. That's I think, good. yeah. So, alright. After that is the biggie, Katie. What is the next one after that one? San Diego Comic-Con. Yes. Which you guys will hear us talk a lot more, so I don't really know that we need to emphasize this. We all know it's the biggest one yep. in California and one of the biggest ones in the United States. Sold out. Good luck going, but we'll still give you all the updates. For those 135,000 of you yes. who are going, we will be going all into the details of that convention. Tom, after San Diego, September 3 through 7, there's a big one that you usually go to. Dragon Con. And real quick, watch the... What makes it special? It's Nerdy Gras. Yes. <laughs> it's a five-day convention in Atlanta, Georgia. They it have used a, to be a four-day convention. Now it's they, five they've days. grown. They have about 85,000. And the thing that's significant about DragonCon is they split up into... Uh, 
Tracks. Tracks, which is very cool. I've never heard of another convention doing yeah. that. I moderate panels for the American Science Fiction and Fantasy Track. You do? Nice. Yes. And are you, will you be back this year? Yes. All right. So that's one that I have not yet been to, but I really do hope to get to. Um, after We have two more to go. September 25 through 27. Derek. Uh, that's L.A. Comic Con, <clears throat> which is over 120K people. Um, it's independent and it's at the L.A. Convention Center. Yeah, it's, it's one of the last yeah. big, giant, independent conventions, which is really cool. And yeah. like, I always like going with Derek because Derek is – this is one of the conventions that Derek really does go to town with this cosplay. So it's always I have fun. a bit because it's yes. a little easier to, for the ones that are – this In one because it's so close. Yeah. Right. Um, and then finally, rounding out the year, we have one that is has grown to the, I call it the, the beast in the east. It's the mm-hmm. big monster convention. Tom? New York City Comic Con. Okay, these October number- 8th through the 11th, and I know the numbers, the numbers are, are disputable. Are disputable because they count per day. Per day. Yes. Right. Versus per person. Right. Yes. And so the thing about uh, this one, this is another read pop read convention. How old is New York Comic Con? Read Pop took over it about uh, when they took over it. They moved it from spring to fall. Right, and it's in the Javits Center in New within, York City. It's been within like the last decade because I went to I think the last one that was in the spring, and then they shifted it. And the one about this, the thing about this one, it feels like a lot of people are there because you're a little bit more condensed. Is you're what I've heard. Into yes. I haven't spaces. been to this one. There's I a do. lot of overflow. They yeah. use the. Um, Oh, the, the, the garden? Yeah, Madison yeah. Square Garden. They have wow. the Hulu Theater there. Yep. That's, that's where the Star Trek Universe panels were. And, and that's where the, the Walking world Dead. Of Harley Quinn. And the Walking Dead panels are usually there yeah. in the garden. So that's a big one. And it's the thing that's really cool about it, it is becoming more of a, an industry focused one. If there were two on this list, we would call the industry conventions San Diego Comic Con and, and New, New York, York Comic Con. Those are yep. like the two yes. anchors of the industry. Real quick, honorable mention this is not one of the top 10, but Phoenix Fan Fusion. I think that's a really good convention to go to. It's the one where a couple of years ago they had the unfortunate incident of a, a gentleman showed yes. up with a gun, and but and they kind of their numbers have suffered some, but they are recovering. So I encourage people. They have it's a really good small convention. Katie, also you always forget an anime expo. It is the when biggest is anime convention, it's and it's 4th of July on weekend, Fourth of July right? weekend. You forget it every single year. Okay, so that let's let's call that number yes. eleven. We're going to add that yes. to the list. That's one of the t- it's the biggest anime convention yes. in the country. Fourth yes. of July weekend. Yes, are so you, you go to that. Right? Guy goes to eleven. So. Of course. The top 11. <laughs> top 11. But guys, yeah, so we, that was all I was going to say. <laughs> we do have to wrap. Thanks for watching. My name is Jim. I'm the managing editor here on theconguy.com. Who else did we, did we have tonight? Where do we find you? Hi, my name is Derek. I'm a contributor to theconguy.com. Sometimes I'm on Twitter. Sometimes I'm just on theconguy.com. But if I am on Twitter, I'm at conguyderek. And I'm Katie Kalamoto. You can find me doing the social media for both the Con Guy and the Scare Guy. My personal is on KT underscore Christine. Or you can find me on the Batwoman or Riverdale after shows over on AfterBuzz TV on Sunday nights at 1010 for Batwoman and 9 o'clock for Riverdale. She's on one Wednesday. busy lady. Hmm. I'm Tom. You can find me on Twitter at TomDaveLA, T-H-O-M-D-A-V-E-L-A. And also on the Flix 66 podcast, F-L-I-X 66. And that book, just buy that and book. Hailing frequencies open. Twenty bucks for the digital download from Amazon. All right. And I'm Cheeseman on the couch. You can find me on Twitter at Cheese on Couch and on theconguy.com. And also, we just got news from our friend Brad that um, Ewan McGregor did a 
panel for Birds of Prey and said that uh, Kenobi hasn't been pushed back. That, that he says that IGN report has not been pushed back that far. It'll still be on schedule, but they've never released what that schedule is. Yep. So that's that is good news. Also, check out Behind the Red Nose. It's a podcast my friend Jeremy does this week. He interviewed the um, the makeup person for Joker. It's a really good. It's been nominated for an Academy Award. It's a really good yeah. interview. Behind the Red Nose. It's a it, it's a podcast about clowns. It's awesome. All right. We will see you guys next time. Like us, subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and leave good comments. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. Here in are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.